I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be looking at, is your partner available? You know, Margaret, one of the things people don't think about a lot is how available your partner or your ex really is or was to you. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't really think about it because all we think about is I like this person, I like spending time with them, I wanna be with the them. The relationship feels good, this yeah. is great. But there's a lot more to it than that. And so we're gonna look at how, if your partner is or isn't available or how much they are, makes a huge difference on their ability to stay with you and causing a breakup. Right. Okay, so one more time, one of my favorite subjects, psychological differentiation. Okay, what is psychological differentiation? Psychological differentiation is an important aspect of self-development. As Dr. Richard Firestone writes in his book, The Self Under Siege, a therapeutic model for differentiation. In order for people to live their own lives and fulfill their own destinies, they must differentiate from destructive environmental influences. Dr. Firestone believes that a person's true identity is affected throughout their lives by interpersonal experiences that either support or damage the development of his or her personality. So what does that mean, Margaret? That means that parents, friends, the crowd you run with, boyfriends, girlfriends, all affect how you make decisions. And the bottom line is, if you're truly an adult, and I think this is how to measure adulthood, um, you ask yourself, do I or does my partner make independent decisions mm -hmm. for their own lives? Okay? And we'll say more as we go along. Okay. Differentiating from negative influences and identities from our past allows us to become who we truly are. Rather than following the prescribed identity from either our family or our society. Okay. I see people struggling with differentiating from their family. Every week there's at least two cases where the issue is the person hasn't fully separated from their parents to the point where they can say, I have to make my own decisions. I'm sorry if you don't agree with this one, but I have to do it. Yeah. Okay. It's the hardest job we have as grown-ups, I really think. It's not easy. There's a lot of guilt oh, yes. surrounding it. Yes. Manipulation. Yeah, guilt and manipulation, unfortunately. Yeah. To the extent that we are able to develop and sustain our own unique identities and follow our own unique desires, will we be able to live truly fulfilling lives? So, you should ask yourself, whose life am I really living? Yeah. 
Am I basing my life on my own personal beliefs, values, and desires? Yep. Okay. I've also come across several cases recently, and it happens to be women, but I'm sure it's true in the gay community, period, that there are people who are convinced they can never, ever come out and let the world know who they are because it might upset a parent. Yeah, okay? I've seen that a lot. That's a very difficult bind to yeah. be in, but you can't not be who you are. I'm sorry if it's hurtful, but chances are they'll recover. Okay. The threat is always that they'll never speak to you again. I've never seen it happen. Okay. Really? Never. No. Um, and that's not just with gay people, but with any people whose, whose family are really pushing them for something. If you turn around and you say, no, this is how it's going to be. I'm sorry if you're upset. This doesn't mean I don't love you. No. Well, the family may grump a little bit mm -hmm. and try to pull you back into the fold of doing what we want. But if you can stand your ground, um, you'll make it. All right? Okay. I've never seen a family cut anybody off. By undertaking the project of differentiation, we are able to more fully become the unique individual that we have the potential to be. By understanding the process of psychological differentiation, we can begin to separate ourselves from the chains of the past and lead the most individualistic and meaningful lives possible. And parents can exert pressure in ways they don't even know that they're doing it. I always think of a case I had early on in my career and I would visit the mother who had, who had been on the, on the edge of losing her kids into foster care, but had gotten it together again. But to one of her sons, she would always say, you're such a handsome boy, um, but when you start to be 12 and 13, I don't want you to hang out on street corners getting girls pregnant. Mm -hmm. What do you think the message was mm -hmm. to him? And he did it. The last I heard, he was hanging out on street corners. Um, there are four key steps to psychological differentiation. The first steps involve becoming aware of the various ways we have been influenced by destructive individuals and experiences from our past. That's, that's important. So you got to follow these four steps. Yeah. That's what they're suggesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Awareness is number one. Awareness is number one. Realize that we have all been influenced by some destructive people in our past, whether they meant to be or not. Yep. Okay? And most people don't really mean to be. The next step, steps involve taking action to break with these old identities in okay. order to ultimately become our own truest selves. Okay. As Dr. Firestein points out, Becoming a differentiated person is a lifelong project. I can speak to that because I've been doing it lifelong and it's a long time. <laughs> so be patient and compassionate toward yourself as you move through these steps. Okay. And as always, don't beat yourself up. Step one. The first step of psychological differentiation involves breaking with destructive thoughts and attitudes towards ourselves. Okay. that we internalized based on painful early experiences. Mm. We can start by identifying these negative thought processes, which Dr. Feinstein calls critical inner voice. Now we've talked about that some before. Mm. How you talk to yourself is very revealing of what's going on in your head and therefore in your whole self. Yeah. And if we've been told, 
I've worked with I don't know how many people who had been told they were stupid over and over and over again mm -hmm. until they had begun to believe it, okay? Mm -hmm. Some of these thoughts may seem positive at first, even self-soothing or self-aggrandizing, while others will seem hostile, paranoid, or suspicious. Once we become aware of these voices, and they're not truly voices, but it's what you say to yourself. How many times do you see some, somebody spill something and say exactly what their mother said to them? Why do you always spill things? You're so stupid, or you're so clumsy. Mm -hmm. All right? um, so if you drop something, you're going to say to yourself, oh, you're so clumsy. We can develop insight into the sources of these destructive thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. We can develop this insight by thinking about which specific individuals or experiences may have led us to feel that these negative ways about ourselves are true. Then we can try to answer back these skewed thoughts or voices in our own point of view. By learning to challenge this inner critic, we separate from the parent we internalized, a step that may cause anxiety to us, but will ultimately free us to become who we strive to be. I would oftentimes ask my clients to make a list of all the negative things that were said to them as kids, and you'd be amazed at what's said to some kids. You're stupid, you're clumsy, you're just like your father, you're just like your aunt so-and-so that we all hated. You know, you never go to amount to anything, um, you never want to work, you never want to do your fair share. It goes on and on, okay? And do parents have any idea how destructive it is? Not at the time. You know, you may have six children and a job and it's hard to even think about it. Mm -hmm. Step two. The second step of differentiation involves recognizing and changing negative personality traits in ourselves that are an incorporation of the negative traits of our parents, caregivers, and other influential figures. Many individuals are surprised to find that despite their best intentions, they often act in the same negative ways that their parents did, mm -hmm. reenacting the very actions or personality patterns that they swore they would never repeat. Oh, yeah. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, sometimes you'll hear yourself say something and you're like, wait, who is that? Is my mother here? Is my mother here, yes. Is yeah. this my dad? Absolutely. Uh, there's a t-shirt now that they're selling in the catalogs uh, that says, I opened my mouth and my mother came out. Right? Mm -hmm. I think particularly when dealing with children. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right? Altering these unpleasant or toxic personality characteristics, addictions, vanity, phoniness, self-centeredness, etc., etc., among others, is a powerful way of saying goodbye to our past. Mm -hmm. We've got to get rid of those, all right? Um, and, and if you stop and think about some of the attitudes you have toward the world, that you have towards other people, probably came from your parents. And it's okay if you choose to adopt it, but if you just take it because it was given to you, then it's not yours and you're not truly differentiated. Step three, we're going to try to consolidate some of this as adults. If we were rejected as kids, we may feel distrusting in our relationships. People tend to cling to these defended ways of responding to others yeah. and remain emotionally trapped in cycles from the past. But I mean, if you learned not to trust anybody when you were a kid, 
if they were inconsistent, if they promised you things they didn't deliver, oh, yeah. why would you trust too quickly? Yeah. You know? You start to give up. Sure. As adults, it's important to give up the hope of ever filling the voids that may be left inside you from being a kid. In order to become psychologically differentiated, we need to, in effect, say goodbye to our child selves and live fully as the adults that we are now. I think it's a wonderful idea, but I don't know how completely we can do it, okay? Yeah. Unless, unless you spent every day for, I don't know, a month writing down all your inner thoughts, all right? But to get access to this material, what he's saying is, pay attention to your self-talk. Yeah. Right. The final step of psychological differentiation involves developing our own values, ideals, and beliefs. Now that's really important, values, ideals, and beliefs, rather than automatically accepting the beliefs that we grew up with or those of our culture. I said to someone in the past week uh, who had been raised very strictly Christian and didn't seem entirely happy with it, I said, have you ever thought about whether or not you want to embrace that? And it was a very long silence, then he said, I think I better. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. But he, I took a chance, but he was receptive. I mean, I, it, particularly if it's religion, you don't want to knock it. But I said, have you really thought about it? You know, Do you embrace that? Wow. Um, we should strive to lead a life of integrity. Yeah, we all know that. According to our own ideals, in spite of social pressure to conform to the standards of others. Yeah. We should resist influences that are oppressive or restrictive of individual human rights. Now he's getting a little global here. It's also important to formulate transcendent goals, those that go beyond ourselves and our immediate family, and to take steps toward fulfilling these goals that give us personal meaning in our lives. But just in the last couple of weeks, I've heard of two women who were sort of guilt-tripped out of relationships by their mothers, a guy um, whose family of origin had a crisis and pulled him back back into going home, we need you, we need you, we need you. And, and so he broke up with the girlfriend he's with. So you really have to look at it. And when you start to get really attached to somebody, the question is, are they really free to make a commitment to me? Yep. And I will let people know sometimes that it's often your partner's family of origin who sabotages the relationship. Oh, but their family loves me. As long as you come for tea, I'm sure they do. You're a charming person. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to leaving the family of origin, becoming your own person, and possibly moving geographically away, um, they don't love you quite so much. No, now you're a big threat. Yeah, now you're a big threat. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. And it's something that you really have to look at and think about, not only for yourself, but for the people that you date. Are they available? How are they available? available are they? And I can think of a very sad case I had with an adult man who seemed like a lovely guy who had dated this young woman who had come from another country and was being sponsored here by family. And they sabotaged the relationship. And if you knew her at all, you knew that other people had made her decisions for years, mm. you know, and she was, she was a risky investment at best. Not that she wasn't a lovely person, but she didn't say no to the people who were taking care of her. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting so stuff. So it's really important stuff. 
and you have to really spend time thinking about yes, it. Yes, you do. Because it's happening whether you realize it or not. Yep. And if you become aware of it, you can deal with it. If you don't, you're just going to unconsciously continue to do what other people have told want you, you to do. Yeah. Uh, told yeah. you to do. Yeah. Or unconsciously right. told you what to do. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Make sure you give Margaret a thumbs up on the video for all our research on this. Of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching as well. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please feel free to sign up with me. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.